Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. It's time to chat some bollocks about fanny tits and bum. No topic is off limit for these potty mouth found mums. So tell us all your secrets, we like to share the truth. About saggy tits and anal warts and ice cubes up your hoof. No, no holes barred. Nick, how are you? Oh, I'm alright. Um, I am sitting on uh, some COVID test results though. Oh. Edith has a persistent cough. Thing is, you've all had it, haven't you? Well, we reckon we have, but when we had it, it was at the beginning of lockdown round one, yeah. and there were no tests at that at that stage, so we don't really know. But we we reckon we did have it. But there's nothing to say that you can't get it for a second time, is there? No, I know, I know. It just feels like rotten luck, mate. It's fucking rotten luck. So we just finished two weeks of the bloody nursery being closed, and then they've been back for about twelve days. <laughs> You really and do have bam yeah. in your face. I mean, but we'll you, see. But you get all the shit bugs and vom bugs. Like you get it all of it, don't you? I think it's nursery. I really do. Yeah. It's, the, it's the root of all evil. Nursery. I, don't, I feel like I'm, I'm going to say this, and I guarantee you, as soon as the words come out of my mouth, the school will ring and say your son's vomiting. But I, my two, don't often really. Oh, I'm really running. A massive risk here by saying Do it, it so I'm going to jinx myself. Never Tony, say anything out loud. I know, and I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm doing it. I can. You look nervous. I am nervous. <laughs> Toby has never had a sickness bug, and Elliot has only ever had it once. No, that's the same for my kids. So my kids don't okay. get vomity sick. Oh. Um, Oliver's had it once. Edith's never had anything, but she's quite little. But she's never had a vomiting thing. They've had the shits a couple of times. Um, yeah, but yeah. Ever had that either? It's the fluy thing. That's the. It's like, any sort of yeah. cold virus thing. They just. They're like you know. Maybe a my kids are actually incredibly poorly, and they get sick. But I'm such a twat of a mum. I still send them into school. Actually, there is a story behind that because <laughs> I did. I did do that. Uh, Elliot had a collapsed lung, and he had pneumonia, and I was still sending him to school. Because oh didn't, my god, didn't I didn't know. Yeah. What do you mean? What happens? Well, I, I had, he sounded like um, Rice Krispies were in the back of his mouth all the time. When, <laughs> and you know, when you just get like that really bad feeling and I thought this isn't just a chesty cough, it feels more than that. So I, I took him and the, the nurse was like looking at me like I'm a fucking moron. She's like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm sure it's just a bad cough. I'm sure that's all it is. It's going to be fine. But I'll have a listen anyway because there's lots of things going around at the moment. It was the beginning of January. And she listened into his chest and she was just like deathly quiet. She went, oh, I'll be, I'll be back in a moment. Oh my so, God, that's so worrying when they do yeah, that. I was like, okay, no worries. I said, like, it's all right, Elliot. You know, don't worry, mate. It'll be okay, it'll be okay. And then she brings a doctor in and the doctor was a little bit flippant. He was like, yeah. Just give him some antibiotics. Anyway, the following morning, I sent Elliot into school. I was like, fuck it, I've got some antibiotics. He's just got a bit of a chest infection. And the nurse rang me and she said, look, I'm the nurse from yesterday and I'm not happy with what that doctor said. And I'm not happy 
with the conclusion I've spoken to another doctor and he's organized for Elliot to have an x-ray today I was like fuck all That's right serious yeah so I took him for his x-ray took him out of school he's like fucking hell this is amazing and <laughs> I sent him back to school the next day and and the doctor rang me and he was like yeah to confirm Elliot actually has a partially collapsed lung and he's also it, it's pneumonia and I was like Oh, oh, right. So, how, how poorly is he? Because we are wondering whether he needs to be admitted into hospital. I was like, well, he's at school, <laughs> and I made him walk today as well, which probably. <laughs> oh God! So oh, I'm the definitely, poor boy. definitely that mum that sends her kids into school when they're really fucking ill. If they don't present as being super poorly, then I and they haven't got like a temperature. Then, yeah. but then it's the same. My kids have never had a temperature, but then I was like, do you think that's because we never take their temperature? <laughs> Yeah, you check the back of your hand. Yeah, it's fine. Oh, do right. oh he feels 80s. fine. Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> my mum always used to use her lips. Like she used to put her lips to my head and be like, "If you're hot, you can tell because it will feel hot on your lips." So that's kind of how I go by. So if if they feel what hot, in the world of medical advice, and that where has that come from? I bet, I bet if, if you would... take this frog and put it on your head, <laughs> if it shall jump, you are ill. <laughs> Mate, it works. Absolutely bullshit. Mate, the next time the, the children feel tepid, put your <laughs> lips to their forehead and it will feel a different temperature to what you use your hands and it works. <laughs> and that's why your son walked around with, with half pneumonia. a cup like, like a pneumonia for a week. <laughs> that is so fun. That is the most ridiculous thing I've ever heard, but I am going to try it. I'll you try should. it. And I bet you any money when this goes out, the amount of people that will come out and go, oh my God, I do. She's that mental. <laughs> <laughs> somebody somebody get her help <laughs> so we've had we were contacted by a young man oh called scott oh and he actually requested which this just makes me really laugh not that we do anything filthy or send him anything dirty but he wanted a signed card for his lovely partner who oh. absolutely adores the podcast oh. but i explained to him it's probably not possible because we don't live anywhere near the dispatch place, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So instead, he, I said, we will read out a little message for you, if you like, on the podcast yeah. for your oh loved God. one. Oh, Scott, um, Scott Nichols. So... He went above and beyond. <laughs> He's getting a blowjob tonight. Oh, my God. Can you imagine when she listens? I know. I'm awkward. What she doesn't like this anymore, and she no longer listens. And yeah. this would be a wasted entity <laughs> where Scott's girlfriend never, ever, ever found out how much he loves her. We could do proposals. We could, I did think about that. I was like, oh my god, imagine if he asked us to propose. Imagine that if we said that amazing. now, and she's listening. She's like, fucking hell, why is he going to propose no, Scott, to me? No, it's, it's not Scott, a proposal. What, what Scott's girlfriend? Take name? a step back. So this is a little message from Scott for Jane. Jane Mellor, she he just wanted to tell you how much he loves you and that it's been the best four years of his life. <gasps> oh, isn't oh that lovely? Oh my god, Jane, but this isn't a proposal. Okay, it's not a proposal. Let's make it clear we jumped ahead, but I do feel like maybe he wants to definitely finger your ring. So <laughs> Oh, Jane and Scott forever. Jane and Scott forever. That was very sweet. Um, oh, I love that. Oh, I know. I have got the biggest smile on my face. What uh, you said? I've got the biggest slime in my pants. <laughs> 
It's made me moist made me with so emotion. It's made me moist with I'm emotion. I'm slipping and I'm sliding. I've got some really funny stories this week, Laura. Oh, I can't wait. I've got some bloody blinders. Absolute blinders. Um, well, us saying about the whole slipping and a sliding in our pants actually just reminds me of a story that we heard uh, from somebody very recently about riding a bike. So um, to make you laugh today, while dropping the kids off on my bike, my vagina lips were literally having a mind of their own. They sloped to one side when I'm cycling and I thought maybe it's my leggings, but literally they won't stay in the middle when I'm on my bike. <laughs> Have you ever had that before where you're just a little bit loosey-goosey down there and they do they just sort of sap over the saddle? Mate, like a pair I, of squirrel's cheeks. Like there's nowhere for them to go. There's no area for them to be bulbous. I'm an avid cycler. I have cycled for, as in like every single day on a commute for 15 years I've done it. I don't know why I find that so funny. I know, because it's so nerdy. No, it's not. It's just that I can, I don't know what it is, but it's just the visual of your face on a bicycle with your helmet on and like a basket on the front of and I don't oh. know why I find it. I have like the most hilarious visual of you on a bike. Laura, I am such a bike nerd. When I... Right, so my I have to explain, because when I used to do short distances, I would just wear my normal clothes and I'd still wear a helmet, safety fast. But I'd just wear my normal clothes. It was like 15, 20 minutes. And then I moved to where I live now. And it was really fucking far from my workplace. So I used to cycle 20 miles a day. Fuck off. 20 fucking miles a day. That's, that's a big old cycle. But for that journey, because oh it was really God. far, I, I was such a nerd. I, I was humiliated by my own appearance. I had this would be my outfit on the winter. <laughs> so I'd start with some nice little fleecy base layers. Yeah. Um, but you don't want to do too many because you get quite sweaty. I had a balaclava, a full-on like lycra balaclava that I used to wear. So it'd just be my eyes, hello, sticking out like that. And I'd have to wear my glasses because I couldn't have my contacts in because they'd just stick to my eyeballs otherwise. So I'd have my glasses, my helmet, my balaclava... <laughs> If not the balaclava, like this really jazzy headband, then um, a thing called a buff. It's like a, it stops, it's a windbreaker, oh, but you can put dear. it up over your face. So I put that up over my face. <laughs> a red, a bright red nerd coat that was waterproof, windproof, blah, 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 all that shit. Always leggings, always. And then if it was oh, raining, if it was raining, mate, I had this thing that was like... It was like a a tent, essentially, that I would just get under and it went over the handlebars as well. <laughs> <laughs> so this is too much. I'd be cycling along in essentially a tent, a four-man tent. <laughs> and the water would collect in the, the bit of fabric that's sort of like, you know, this only, between that. This only adds to the epic. It's the glasses. It's the fucking glasses that do it. I know, just on top of everything else, it's like, can I look any more frugly? But it was the, I understand her pain because I used to have that often. And what I would suggest to you, loose lip lady, um, is maybe to think about your choice of seat because I found a wider seat with more cushioning was much more comfortable. Well, you can get the ones with the hole in the middle so your vag kind of sits in it, can't you? (laughs) Why are you looking horrified by that? I don't think that's why. I don't think it was designed for that reason. What, like a peephole saddle? 
there is a a vag collector <laughs> bike saddle. <laughs> uh, so I I have done for somebody who is the least athletic person possible. Oh, I've you've actually, done a massive bike I've ride. Load, I've done three really really big charity bike rides. One Love being it. 150 miles in two days. Yeah, fucking standard. Um, and there were ladies there that said you can get holes in your saddles to fit your badge. I'm looking it up. What would you? What do you think it's called? Badge as a hole bike seat. That's what it's called. I'm going to write badge hole, hole bike, bike seat. seat. <laughs> you might actually be quite concerned at what comes up. I'm definitely going to be. Oh my god! Is it I a thing? S- I stand corrected. Oh, oh, hello! Oh, Have but I it, it again. It looks like a vagina. Yeah. Oh yeah. 100% Have you seen it? Yeah. Like the that. Lady- the ladies that, that... That thing? Yeah. Oh, my goodness me. Isn't a proper athletic, you know. So if you want to go nerd, mate, get a vag bike seat. Oh, jeez. I don't think I could handle the just the look of them dangling like would, in between that hole. It would literally be flapping in the wind, like yeah, flapping mate. like a pair of seals' hands. It would affect my aerodynamics. Those seals don't have hands, do they? No. <laughs> <laughs> It'd be like a sail on the ship. <laughs> In fact, if you got in the right direction of the wind, it would propel you further and faster, wouldn't it? That's how I imagine what it would make. One day I I will dress up in my bike gear for you as a treat. can you? And now I'm still a bike nerd, even with the kids, because I've got a bike with two seats in it for the children. You have both of them on your back? I do, yeah. There's one at the front and one at the back. It's a beast. okay, I see what you mean. It's even got a windscreen. (laughs) Oh, my God, don't stop. (laughs) Are the children included in the windscreen, or is one sat on the other side of the windscreen and looks out? No, I haven't Mate, made it I like I haven't made it COVID safe. Fucking windscreen! Isn't that one step away from being allowed to go through the drive-through with it? Basically, it's got a windscreen for Edith because she's at the front, so she takes the brunt of the wind. Yeah. So it's just a little screen, and it just stop. It, and it really works because if you put your head down when you're cycling, it's like. <laughs> and then you put your head down and there's no there's no fucking air at all it's amazing Smooth, and slick. it's much warmer uh, um, behind it so it's for her <laughs> but it looks ridiculous I li- literally people will stop and point at us as we go by and laugh that's that's how cool I look I've given up on looking cool I don't care anymore do you? do you really think I worry about being cool I stopped caring about that a while ago <laughs> oh I used to care I used to pain f- I cared I cared so much as a teenager Oh, mate, it's weird how alike you and I are because I was the same. But now... Do you know what I remember? Just obviously because we talk about so much on this and I always think about things that happened in the past that I haven't thought about for a long time. I think, oh, I should definitely tell Laura that one. Um, But when I was in year seven, I... I've always I've always been a fan of dramatics of acting and yeah. music and all that shit but I've just my chronic social anxiety has been that crippling, crippling that I've not really been able to do any of those things in front yeah. of people. So come year 7, you know, you're what, like 12, um I summoned up the courage to audition for the school play and in my audition you had to like sing a song and then do a bit of acting but I legit pissed myself out of fear you wet yourself I completely wet myself and I just remembered it on the stage oh good god (laughs) (laughs) but luckily because it was the winter I had woolly tights on and the wooliness of the tights it actually sounds like you're saying woolly tights (laughs) no I did have woolly tights on My woolly, my woolly tights absorbed most of the piss. Oh, Lord. But I thought that was a good example of just how socially anxious I was 
Yeah. No, and that's I- wonderful. What a, what a fucking moment. <laughs> I'm going to step out of my comfort zone and then I will piss myself. And the worst part was they didn't even let me into the school play either. Probably because you stank of urine. Yeah, <laughs> probably because there was a puddle of piss at your feet. <laughs> oh, God, but I can remember it happening and just being like, I can't stop this. And I was in the middle of singing oh. a song from Bugsy Malone. Oh, God, mate. <laughs> Tomorrow, <laughs> Tomorrow, <laughs> <never kept. laughs> this is the thing I've always been so horrendously anxious always have been always battled with it but I've always loved drama so I was yeah. a proper amateur dr- 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 dramatics dramatics I was yeah all of it I did I think after that one yeah yeah then I was in the school play for the rest of my time at secondary school and I loved it but I think that I think the dramatic thing is that because you're playing someone else it's not you, so you can kind yeah. of get over the anxiety of it, can't you? Weird, isn't it? So it's very strange. weird how you can just like not care about certain situations and then be crippled by others. Yeah, Even bizarre. though you're still the same person. I get that now. I get horrendous stage fright if ever I have to do anything in front of a crowd. And it's only since I've been doing Instagram stuff that I've really had to do that. Before, standing up in meetings at work was horrendous for me. I'd have weeks of anxiety if I knew that I had to stand up and do a presentation or something. I'd just be like, oh! I hate it. But it's been the Instagram stuff has really pushed me out of my comfort level big time, like doing and that's panels or whatever. We're going to do a tour. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody get excited. We have no idea on day. No, we actually we haven't. even actually put pen to paper. No, over. we've talked about it. Has it to happen. Has but to happen. We, if we would love to do it once COVID is gone, yeah. we'd love to go on tour. It'd oh be, my God. It'd and be meet, amazing. And meet Jane and Scott. Meet Jane and Scott. Oh, God. Meet the honest lady. <laughs> yeah. Meet all of our Meet all contributors. of our story. Yeah, all of stories. our shitting in the shower, yeah. sh- shower gel up the bum, all yeah. of those people. Be Absolutely. Wonderful. Mum's apple pie. Like, there's just so many fond, fond favourites of all of them. <laughs> and on that note, shall we... Um, yeah, shall we tell a little it? story? I went first last week, so I'd like you to go first. Okay, so my mate always has toilet situations. <laughs> I, I, I already identify either. But okay. note that this was during lockdown and public toilets were closed. So one night she and her husband had a drink and I quote, she usually has the Elko shits when she drinks, but usually on the night of the drinking. So this didn't happen until the next day. Bowels were empty in the morning, great stuff, blah, blah, blah. So she went to walk down the beach with her mum and her two girls and suddenly her stomach starts cramping and she says, but mum, I need a poo. And her mum said, don't worry, we'll find somewhere. We can go behind a bin <laughs> on the caravan park site. I'm already laughing. So my mate's stomach starts cramping. She's too afraid to fart because she's going to follow through. Her mum says, it'll be the sunbeds all over again. <laughs> Another time she shit herself. So her mother gets the three-year-old's bucket. They walk onto the caravan site. They find a big biffa bin point on the caravan site and she goes behind the bin and she starts to shit into her child's bucket. (laughs) She fills it halfway with liquid shit. And whilst her mother is watching the kids and making sure the three-year-old doesn't say anything, someone walks past and looks straight into her eyes as she was squatting down, shitting into her kid's bucket. (laughs) Her three-year-old is telling people her mummy is doing a poo. (laughs) And the grandmother is saying, don't be silly, we're waiting for daddy. My mate then had to leave the bucket behind the bin on the floor as the bins were locked. Oh, Oh, God. Fuck. 
and it resulted in her three-year-old crying because she didn't have a bucket to build sandcastles in on the beach. I actually think in that situation, I would have been so torn with what to do. I mean, I would have taken the bucket down and thrown the the squelchy shit into the Yeah, you'd be, I'd be, that means that you would have had to do a transfer process of removing the bucket. Like walking, I assume, a, a reasonable a brown, distance. Yeah, but then I'd be like, oh, the kids... You know, what the kids have just done the shit in this bucket? The, the kids have just done the shit in the bucket. Yeah, I, I'm guessing the volume was probably overflowing. Uh, yeah, so I don't think you'd believe that a child had done produced that amount of poo. Maybe because Oliver's bucket for the beach is about that big. It's yeah, not they're not big. very big. So I'm, I'm thinking if it was like one of the sandcastle ones. I mean, shit, the turrets. Imagine be... if you then it was it by the time you got to the beach it's solidified enough that you could turn it over and there'd just be a poo sandcastle. <laughs> Um, so I feel like most of the time on your stories, there's a shit story that you're telling us about, that you do lots of, sh- you have lots of shit I, stories, I don't you? I have multiple shit stories, <laughs> you yeah. so many shit stories. Yeah. What's the worst place you've ever had to take a shit? Has it been on, not on a toilet? Have you had to take an emergency poo? No, but there have been multiple occasions where I've said to Steve, in the car, don't look at me because I think it's happening. <laughs> don't look don't look at don't me look at me yeah I mean I've I've definitely shat my pants before but it's never trailed beyond the shat of the pants yeah I'm the same I've I've done sh- many shots many a shot often yeah. hung over for me that seems to be well, you know the time like, that I lose all control and also you know when you're like super duper cold <laughs> super duper cold you know, like, let's say you've gone out and you're super duper cold, but you've also got a bit of a rumbly belly. Obviously, I, this is just a story of my fucking life. <laughs> you get in the car and like the whole bottom half of you is so cold that you fart and you genuinely think you've shit yourself. Have you ever <laughs> yes, had it's that gone happen? numb. Because <laughs> yeah. it's like, it's warm, but it feels quite squelchy and you're not 100% sure it's because the sensation of your ass cheeks is coming back and that's what the squelcher is. Or it's just genuine shit in your <laughs> So, yeah, I've, uh, I've never shit, but, oh, my God, touching classes. Yeah, the turtle neck is more like the turtle body. It's the awful. Head. I hate it. Yeah. So I have a friend who had a really important meeting and very foolishly, well, not foolishly, but he was wearing cream trousers, okay? Who wears cream? I know. Not when you've got liquid diarrhoea spurting out of your arsehole. So... <laughs> He had a really bad tummy um, and he was just knocking about before this meeting and did a fart and completely shat himself and was so aware, so aware that he was in cream trousers that the urgency to get to a toilet was, you know, it was pretty fucking (laughs) urgent. So he'd arrived at the place that he was having the meeting got in got signed into reception and just was like um where's the toilet got shown to the toilet took his trousers off said he was essentially wearing a pair of shit pants like he had <laughs> the shape of poo all over his bum everything was all over his and he had he had a meeting in this building he had to take off the underpants the soiled underpants and he hid them <laughs> In a plastic oh God, that's bag, like smuggling a gun behind, <laughs> but like behind the toilet. He, what could he do? He couldn't go into a meeting with a Sainsbury's bag with a pair of oh. shitty pants in there. Oh my could God! He? He <laughs> and he the, thought, can you imagine someone walking in being like, "That smell of shit just is not going." No. Well, he thought, "I'll leave them here and I'll come and collect them on the way back. I won't 
I won't leave them there permanently. So I'll just go and have my meeting and then I'll come back to the toilet and I will remove them and no one will ever know that this happened. Went and had his meeting, was obviously just so distracted by the fact that he had a rotting pair of underpants hidden in this company's fucking toilet. Did the meeting, fine, went back to the toilet and of course the pants had gone. So someone found them. I mean... Let's just hope that it wasn't some form of fetish come true. <laughs> or maybe it was like a secret drug smuggle that nobody was on about, was aware of. Yeah, it will be in the M&S bag behind <laughs> the third cubicle. That's where all the coke will be. Someone picked up a shitty pair of knickers. <laughs> Is this some kind of joke? <laughs> oh, God. I mean, how do you try and act professional after something like that's happened? Well, you just pretend like they're not yours. I'm pretty sure he didn't have his name etched in them, so. So no, that's you true. You got away with it. But you would have been so conscious that you would have had poo all over your bum and you'd be like, oh, I definitely stink in shit. cream trousers. <laughs> fucking cream trousers. How much toilet roll did it require to just, <laughs> like, wipe away the excessive shit that must have been dripping off of him? <laughs> Do you know what blew my mind? That on my first birth with Oliver, the midwife, one of the midwives showed up and she had fucking white jeans on. Yeah, you don't do that. It's like, what are you... What? This is a... That's being cocky. Yeah. It's like, this is a vaginal massacre, mate. There's going to be blood and shit everywhere. And she literally (laughs) attended my birth with a pair of white skinny jeans on. Maybe she didn't have enough time to change. You know what? My dad said it got him back to shit and inappropriate colours. My dad used to drive up and down the country for his work. And he was at um, like a service station stop. And it was like one of those massive ones. And he said there was this beautiful woman that kind of like stumbled through the cascading doors, whatever you want to call them. And he was like, oh, my God, she's stunning. And she was in this all white suit, but she was running quite ferociously. And he said she like waddled past me very, very quickly and I like carried on eating my food and think anything of it. And then he said she came back out about 15 minutes later and the back end of her trousers were just covered in shit. <laughs> she actually shit through her white trousers. Oh and my, my dad God. was like, uh, I've, I've never felt more mortified for that poor lady <laughs> because she was either, she was having a bad day, but she was probably going to a meeting. Oh, and mate. Yeah, to have not had an alternative to, to walk back to the car. No, then. well, who carries around a fucking spare outfit in case you shit yourself? That's not well, a thing, just, is it? Just go black. Wear black <laughs> jeans. Black never fails. No, I know, I'm definitely Blood, a black jeans piss, person. Boo. Anything. No, it can just disguise it. Can't disguise disguises smell, everything. But... <laughs> no. <laughs> <It can> disguise <laughs> so I've got a story. <laughs> okay. So when we were younger and hitting the town every weekend... A group of us decided a spontaneous... <laughs> That's not a word. Spontaneous. Just on, the, on the whim. We're going to go on the whim. Night out. As usual, one of the lads would always pull and get lucky. On this occasion, our mate Ashley met a girl in the bar and went. they went home together. The next morning, he called us, asking us to get the bacon. He was on his way back. When he arrived... We were absolutely mortified to find his face covered in blood. After we freaked out and tried to ask him what happened, who he had been fighting with, he seemed just as shocked as we were. He had no idea what we were talking about. (laughs) Oh, fucking hell. When we asked him about his morning, he told us he wanted to leave the girl with a little treat, oral sex. After he finished his task, he got dressed, 
walked out the flat, <laughs> walked through Manchester for 20 minutes. <laughs> After he reminisced about his oral experience, he told us she tasted like a two pence coin. Oh, God. It turned out she was on her period and he had leaked all over her face. And he allowed him to leave the house and walk through Manchester looking like fucking Hannibal Lecter. <laughs> now, any time one of our friends are having a bad day, we always respond with, at least it's not as bad as the time Ashley got jammed on. <laughs> got jammed on. I mean, shame on her. That's so mean. Not for having no. a period and for getting him to no. go, but for not but telling him. Like, mate, have a wipe. Yeah. I'm ever so sorry. Or maybe she just kept her eyes closed for the whole dark. thing. Um, I have to I have to say that something similar happened to Rob once on a night out and he was very drunk. He actually says he doesn't remember and he doesn't remember any of the night. And then he woke up with this girl and he was like, Oh wow, don't remember getting here. <laughs> he went to the toilet and he just had like a blood face mask on essentially like just blood all over his face and he was like oh my god if I bled and then he went back into the room and she was like oh no I'm on my period but she's still would you let someone go down on you when you're on your period so she knew she was on her period yeah yeah I'm no I wouldn't I wouldn't I would be like oh no I'm really sorry mate I'm I'm on the blob yeah, it's just... And, like, it's fair play, because if you then let them know that, then at least they can be like, I'm not into it, or I don't give a shit, I'm still going to go down on you. Like, some men probably wouldn't have an issue with that, but no. I would have an issue with it. Yeah, I would I, have an I, issue I, with I, it. But fucking hell, that poor prick. At least, I <laughs> at least it's not as bad as when Ashley got jammed on. <laughs> <laughs> that is by far the best fucking... <sighs> The joke. best thing is though, he walked through like a ma- uh, you know a major city. It's the same <laughs> yeah. as if he'd walked through London. Village. Mate, no one's going to fucking notice. No one <laughs> yeah. would notice. They'd just be like, oh my god, look at that nutter with blood all over his face. I can't believe that he didn't notice with the taste of it because blood is distinct. No. It smells distinct. Well, like he said, it tastes it was distinct. Like eating a tuppence. <laughs> That's what you Her call tuppence. your fanny. You call your fanny a tuppence, yeah. don't you? There you go. That's why. Because <laughs> it tastes like metal. It tastes like metal. Yeah. So that's that's pretty grim, isn't it? It's really grim. I did. I did used to have sex on my period a lot when I was younger. Um, not these days because my I periods have changed. Younger, but not now. I don't no. know. Now I just don't feel sexy about it. There's not nothing about me that thinks shove a dick in there. <laughs> not at all. Me. There's stuff exiting it. It doesn't need to be shunted back in. Yeah, I, I think well, as well, you know, going back to the old, some days your flaps feel like they're two parachutes. Yeah. yeah. They tend to feel more that way inclined on my period. And just generally, it just feels like, yeah, my minge is a plate of offal or something. It's just yeah. not, it's not nice. And it also looks like a plate of offal. Absolutely. You know I mean? 100%. It's robin, it's veiny, it's bloody. <laughs> These days, if we, I'm it's sure. Meat cleaver. Like one of the the size of some of the blood clots that have exited me are terrifying. It's like handfuls of it. Really? That just, yeah, they've been really bad since I've had Edith. It's just two kids for me. Totally ruined my body. After Oliver, it was pretty bad, but things are just so bad now. But then you hear other people and they're like pumping twenty kids at. It's like fucking. How have you done that? Oh, I don't know. I mean, I started quite old though, didn't I? So I had. Yeah, but if you were nineteen, would you really think you'd have nineteen kids? I definitely would have had more because two's enough for me, but yeah. you just I mean, never know, I mean. do you? Like, 
what 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 was wrong with the my makeup be like <laughs> fuck no <laughs> it's like the most natural thing that you can go through and also when I ovulate I'm like oh my god Stephen, you've never looked so beautiful before. Yeah, I'm like that I'm as well. I'm so in love with you and I'm going to waft my vagina in your face until you want to put your dick in it. And then literally, as soon as I finished ovulating, I'm like, and I'm done. Yeah. No, so you basically only ovulate for three days a month. So that's it. Yeah. Those three days. Thing. I can barely tolerate you in those three days. <laughs> and then after that, I'll be a moody bitch because my period's coming. <laughs> I'm just like, I feel moody so much all the time that I have no idea now what what's going on because I'm just like I'm just furious every day yeah. everything makes me furious I fucking hate life I'll tell you what's making me really furious today Rob's hat Rob's Why got a hat, a hat inside the house? I know, exactly. This this is one of the things that drives me mad about him. He wears a fucking hat in the That's house. That's like accessorising with a necklace when you're in your pyjamas. Like, so, to me, it's like wearing gloves inside. Yeah. Why? It's Why for the outside. He's got a hat. He's got a hat on <laughs> I'm on the same page thing. as you there. Well, I'm like, what the Good. fuck? Rob? It gets worse. What the fuck? So, this hat of his, I hate it. Is it. A beanie hat? No, it's it's a fucking stupid hat. It's like a knitted one, but it's quite long at the back, and it's got a, oh. a bauble thing on it. Yeah. So he literally looks like some dodgy drug dealer that would try and sell you some shit hash in Camden. That's what he reminds me of. Oh, I hate it. It makes my vagina shrivel up. And it would make my vagina shrivel up the, the, the fact, the audacity of him to think that it's an appropriate thing to wear in the house. It's obnoxious. And it it's is, the style yeah. of hat. I think there are some hats that are acceptable indoors, but this is not. And then this is the Especially if you're isolating. It. It's not even like he's gone to the shop to get something. No. He's got up and got dressed and gone, I'm going to put a hat on today. He's like, oh, my, my head's cold. I'm like, fucking my heart's cold, mate, looking at you. <laughs> Hate you. Get it off. But this is the worst thing. So I'd hidden that hat because I hate it so much. And I've done this with lots of his clothes. I've just hidden it and been like, he's ne- he doesn't know where anything is anyway, so he'll never find it. And then Oliver happened to be rummaging around in this box and he pulled out the hat and I'd forgotten that I'd hidden it and saw it. And then Rob was like, oh, I've been looking for that. And I was like, fuck, he's fucking found it. Now and I thought, it back on. yeah, if he gets that on his head, it's over. And then it I walked over. downstairs and he sat there with his stupid hat on. <laughs> Do you ever get those times, though, like, for instance, with the hat? For me, there will be times when something will happen and I'll look at Steve, like, through gritted teeth and I'll think, I fucking hate you so bad because whatever it is that you are doing right now is so obnoxiously shit. <laughs> they're, not, they're not doing it, they're just existing. Rob is just in a hat and yet you want to throat punch him. <laughs> Mate, if he gets a fucking muller yogurt out whilst he's in that hat, I, don't, I can't, I will not be responsible for my actions. No, I don't think you should be either. Right, should we have another another story? Oh, go on then. Okay, this is a good one. All right, here we go. Smear test extravaganza. So three years ago, I got the letter that was due for a smear and made my appointment, which is very important for us all to do. Here, here. Yes, it is. I haven't tried any pubic topiary in years, so I toddled in with my clean but fulsome 70s-style bush. Now, as the nurse widened the speculum, I could feel the odd hair getting caught in the mechanism. (laughs) But I thought, don't cause a fuss by mentioning it, she'll have noticed, and as a fellow woman, we'll sort out accordingly. Well, that was a bloody mistake. After taking the sample, she just yanked out the speculum, pubes and all. (gasps) I squealed and she said, ooh, that must have hurt. And I was left with a bald patch at the centre of my flaps (laughs) that my good friends refer to as my monk minge phase. (laughs) How 
big was the bush? How big was the spectrum? Hello, Barbara. <laughs> I mean, fucking hell. That's, that's a hell of a bush, isn't it? It is a hell of a bush. That's pretty much how my bush is. I was is. just going to say, I mean, yeah, no, that's standard, normal, yeah. you know, appearance for me these days. It's just huge. I like well, I mean, it. As you know, our, our, my smear test got lost, so I've got to do another one this month. Oh, really? Um, yeah. So I'm gonna I'll, I'm gonna trim off the back of that. Yeah, I would. Just keep it yeah. nice and short. Keep it nice and short around the lip area. <laughs> the lip area. <laughs> full frontal, full. It's like a, a mullet, isn't it? It is like a mullet. front party in the back. It's exactly what mine looks like. Have you ever had any smear tests that have gone wrong? No, I mean, I've had smear tests. I've said this to you before. I've had a smear test where the lady was like, oh, uh, do you normally have issues trying to find your cervix? And I was like, no, never. While also being like, I've never fucking found my cervix in my life. I don't even know what it would, you know, is it meant to just like kiss my finger? And be like, you've made it. It's here. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Nice Come to meet little, you. Give a little high five. I was like, no, I've never had any issues while being like, uh, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> have you ever had a... No, I haven't. Um, but I have definitely felt my cervix loads of times. I know you said that. Yeah, but then I you're don't like think, a diaphragm worry. You know, you just know, I know. shit. I'm in touch with my insides. You literally. really are. I don't think we've had this conversation on podcast. You know, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I don't think we've we've ever talked about it. <laughs> I love this. I don't think we've ever discussed your cervix on this podcast <laughs> before, have we? Laura? Let's chat, Laura. Open your legs and show me it now, and I'm going to direct you where you put your finger, and you'll find it. <laughs> so I remember I'm... you sending me the most horrifying fucking video of one it, it looks, looks like mental. a fucking regurgitating bum hole yeah it does it's it's so vile but i've touched my nose because i used to wear a diaphragm which is so old school now i don't even know if you can get diaphragms anymore mm. so that, that i used to finger my cervix all the time for that and then uh then also when i was trying to conceive for edith part of the one of the things that you can do when you're checking your ovulation is that your cervix moves depending on where you are in your cycle so i used to feel it for that but literally i have no fucking clue what it's supposed to feel like as a point of reference because you haven't got any to you know sort of like judge it against anything because i've never fingered someone else's cervix i've never fingered someone else either just to to make no i've never fingered me neither so i wouldn't and even if i did finger a girl it's not like i could turn around and go Hang on a minute! Have I just found your cervix? No, is that what that is? Like, I'm, ne- I'm never going to do that. So, yeah. And more to the point, I have no intention of fingering a girl. So, no. Are you sure? Well, no. I don't think I. I would. mean, we haven't been on a night out yet with no, uh, a yeah. girl. Yeah. There's always potential. So who knows? Well, I haven't. A few Pinot Grigios, and anyone can fucking touch my cervix, mate. <laughs> Yeah, it's a really weird part of your body. It's so yeah. strange. It feels it feels and like it looks like an alien. And like you said about fingering yourself to figure out basically whether you're ready to be injected with semen. I didn't even do that. I was just like, uh, just have sex around about like whenever. Let's just permanently have sex. See, that's what happened with Oliver. It was so this was sort of saying about it, me being a bit older, you know. Vagina, it definitely made a difference to my fertility. For what, sure, being older, being a little bit, even being a couple years older. So I was thirty-three when I got pregnant with Oliver, and that was like a week after I come off the pill. Bang, straight up the duff. Yeah, and that wasn't even intentional either. We were just thought, oh, we'll come off it and see what happens. And then it was like, oh fuck, I'm pregnant. Oh, fuck. <laughs> oh shit. And then Edith, I was coming up to thirty-six. Yeah. Um. So I think once you go over thirty-five, that if you're 
whole ovulate the ovulation and just your reproductive system is like bam it just gets much slower basically and then it took a, probably about eight months for me to get pregnant but that's why oh, i started wow, doing okay. all that shit so it's quite a while that's when yeah. you started fingering yourself so i started fingering myself fingering yourself um, daily <laughs> and a finger a day keeps the doctor away as does apparently kissing your forehead um to gauge the temperature your body temperature um, i don't kiss their foreheads with my fanny lips it's with my face lips mate that was the other thing see, i did come here slap your forehead on my vagina let's see yeah, your temperature's fine. Off you go, love. Off you go. But the other thing I had to do as well, as well as like bloody fingering my cervix, was taking my basal body temperature every single morning, which I did vaginally. So not only did I stick a thermometer at my vag every morning, I also fingered it. Wow. It's fun times. That sounds like a lot of fun. It was and, a lot of fun. I bet Rob was like, I can quite happily do... Never have sex with you again. I, I, can, I can like vaginally uh, thermometer your... Temperature with mad penis. Oh no, not at uh, seven a.m. after a sweaty night. He doesn't want to go anywhere near my minge. It smells like a farmyard. Yeah, I agree. It probably does. It really does. Because I don't lips. flannel. Oh <laughs> yeah, <don't> flannel. <laughs> right, I think we've probably got the time for one more story then. Well, actually, so I've got a a, a semi question quandary for you. Am I strange that I don't like stroke want my boyfriend to come in my mouth? It's not the taste. I love giving him a blowjob, but oh my God, the texture makes me want to gag and I really can't bring myself to take his gift. I don't know how to explain this to him in a way that he'll accept as we've had a couple of conversations about it now. Oh God. Well, I'm instantly like, he sounds like a wanker. Yeah. I'm instantly like, look, sweetheart, what we'll do is when you come, let's put it in a little cup and then, and then you, can you swallow it. it and then you, I want to watch you not gag and I want to watch you go, oh, that was delicious. And then we'll have a conversation about why I don't want to fucking swallow your cum. Yeah, I think I that's, I really, oh, you've answered it, mate. That's exactly what she has to do. Get him I'm to sorry. And drink it. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. How, how dare, how dare, how dare he yeah. just think that he can just jizz in her mouth and also no, if she doesn't like it very lucky that she enjoys giving him a blowjob i know does she i fucking hope she does and that she's not saying it because she just feels like that's going to put her in the cool gang no i can imagine that she i used yeah i i i say i used to love giving blowjobs i'm getting blowjob fucking ages mate when i'm in the when i'm really in the mood i can be like yeah yeah that used to be my speciality, I'd say. Every you know how boyfriend... some people are like, oh, my speciality is spaghetti bolognese. Yours <laughs> is, I like to swallow cum. <laughs> no, I would never swallow. But I was just very good at the um, procedure itself. The technique. Yes, every boyfriend I've ever had has always um, been quite impressed by my ability, my technique, my skill. My, some would say, gift. <laughs> <laughs> Not the gift that he is giving to you in his mouth. But you know what? I think, like, it's such a... A male ego centered thing to be like, suck my dick. Yeah. Isn't it? it? Is. You're right. It's definitely probably the most ego led sexual act, I feel. Yeah, it is. It out is. of everything. Because well, it's it's complete power. Like when a man goes down on a woman, the woman doesn't have the potential to have that much power like a man does over a woman on a dick. Yeah, physically. Because yeah. they can physically force you to stay there, whereas 
Do you know what I mean? I can clamp my fucking thigh shut around Steve's face, but that's not stopping him from pulling away. <laughs> yeah. By the way, I've never done that before. <laughs> yeah. And I, I, I think, no, she isn't weird for not wanting to swallow. It is not the nicest thing to have in your mouth. It fucking tastes grim. It's hot. Yeah. It's, it's like, alive. It it's feels like alive, tapioca. doesn't it? We said that for tapioca. It is. Yeah, um, or frog spawn. Frog spawn tapioca. Yeah, but I don't, I don't actually eat a lot of frog spawn in my life. No. No, to be fair, I haven't either. But yeah. I imagine, I imagine that's what it's, yeah. that's what it's like. It's gross. Yeah. So if he can't respect that, he can absolutely fucking do one, mate. Yeah, and she should go and give a blowjob to somebody that is worthy of a blowjob. That is like, no, it's okay. I'll come in my hand. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. there's the if you if you don't want to have it in your mouth, then there are ways of not containing it. I always yeah. just used to let it dribble out the sides. Nice. Yeah. Come on, be like, that was good. Yeah, they'll be like, oh my God, mouth. you swallowed. I'm like, no, I didn't. <laughs> I can just imagine it. With my little fist, it. mate. Always the fist, the fist of secrets. Oh, what's in here? <laughs> what's in here today? <laughs> is it is it pubes? Is it poo? Is it clearly litter? <laughs> do you swallow? Yeah, 100%. Always. Of course I do. Love it. Every fucking time men are stupid i always trick them they always thought i swallowed I was like i haven't fucking swallowed you dickhead but what is that about i don't know like i need to understand the psychology behind the desperation behind you swallowing it's power but then those men are ourselves 100 percent. if you but i've been out with many of those this, if you were listening to this you are a man and you like to force girls to swallow fyi you are a misogynistic fucking cunt and you are not welcome here take your jizz and fuck off come in a cup and swallow it yourself (laughs) (laughs) and i hope you get jammed right in the fucking hole that would be such good payback (laughs) it would just jam on his face girls and you know what maybe maybe that's what girls are doing it's their revenge (laughs) that is their power the the, the power is go down on me i'm on my period i'm gonna jam your face on that that delightful note I think that's brought us to the end of yet another week of hilarity. I think you might be right, Victoria. It's been wonderful as always. Absolutely bloody precious. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Should we just say as well, thanks to everyone who bought the Willy Wipes. Yay! The Willy Wipe, it actually sold out before that episode aired. It sold out within a couple of hours, in fact. Yeah, it was incredible. Couldn't believe it. You've obviously all just got very stinky willied partners that... um, Or friends... Or family members, and that you know, really I think there obviously seems to be a real divide over, you know, the flannel use of a vagina. But there is definitely no divide over a man needing to wash his balls and shaft. No, because it's all external, isn't gap it? In the market, so, mate, gap in the market. Gap in the market. <laughs> yeah. So really, right? So they've sold out. Yeah, they've sold out. They've done bloody great. And but we're going to try and get some more. I think the next round of those will be around Valentine's Day, won't it? So because I think, I think there has, there's a potential for more penises needing to be cared for during that time. 100%. What better way to show your loved one that you care by asking them to What's fresh, their willy? keep their willy and balls fresh, fresh, <laughs> and, fresh and clean. Yeah, so if you want to send us your stories, then please do. Oh, you know what? No, we'll tell you what we're really lacking. We're lacking the agony aunt questions. We want some agony aunt questions. Yeah. And it doesn't have to be anything serious. Even just a little bit of life advice, yeah. you know. We are more like the toenail than one was great. 
the cum, old cum features. That was a good one. We, we love an agony on. Or like, and I don't know. funny stories as well. Please, like, don't think, oh, God, I can't send them that. Trust me. We have read it all, haven't we? As this podcast is aptly called, it's no holes barred. And there's we no shame in it either because we aren't, you know, Vic and I aren't going, oh, my God, Sheila Jones just sent this and she lives in Doncaster. <laughs> Like, we don't do that. We literally just read out the stories. Everything is kept anonymous. Um, and if you do want to send this one, then you can email it to us at noholesbarpodcast at gmail.com. Nearly forgot it then. Fucking hell. Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> and <laughs> Laura, girl. what else can you do? Well, Victoria, the other thing they can do is they can head on over to our Instagram page at noholesbarpodcast and slide on into our DMs. Oh, that felt good. That oh, just felt because it was the right way round, wasn't that it? That just works. Yeah. The flow is back. The flow is back. And don't forget as well that if you do want to check out our merch, you can go to our website. We have a like fucking website now, so professional, yeah, we're like which real is um, www. 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 Dot no holes barred podcast. <laughs> com. com. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that put me right off. You did. I know. God, I'm sorry. I can't just let you have it, can I? No, she needs to. Just got to be in there. She's got to finger my cervix as well, isn't she? It's like that, essentially. Just if only I knew where it was, Vic. I'd have my hand up there (laughs) and what it felt like. (laughs) So, uh, yeah, I guess that's it then. Yeah, I'll see you next Tuesday. See you next Tuesday. Ta 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 ta. Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the ageing process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revel-Horwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.